Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. It's just me today, folks. I noticed uh, Sweet Tea is pretty exhausted, as you all know. She is eight months pregnant. Baby's due in the next, you know, next month and change. And so we're preparing for that. And if I see a pocket of time where I'm noticing that she really needs just to rest, then this is one of those times. So we definitely appreciate your prayers and covering us in prayer as we get ready to enter this next season. And um, But as always, we're going to be devoting ourselves to the Lord every single day with you all. And I'm going to be picking back up with New Morning Mercies. Um, and this one's actually a short one. It's a poem, uh, which is... It, I've already pre-read it because I was like, okay, poems, I want, I wonder if this is going to hit. And it did hit. Classic Paul David trip. So there's a link to this devotional, New Morning Mercies, in our description if you guys want to check that out. It's our favorite. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I'm just going to jump in. This is the little line at the top. If you don't acknowledge sin, you won't value grace. If you don't value grace, you won't seek the forgiveness and rescue that it provides. I will make this confession, although it hurts to do so. I am a very skilled self-swindler. I am very good at playing monkey games with my morality. All too often, I argue for righteousness that simply is not there. It's too easy for me to convince myself that the wrong that I have done is not so wrong after all. As I work to minimize the gravity of my condition, I in turn devalue the grace that is my only hope of rescue, transformation, deliverance. Lord, please crush my heart with the guilt of my sin so that I may fill it up once again with the glory of your redeeming grace. And when I pre-read that, I was like, wow, that really reminds me of the scripture from uh, Luke chapter 7, verses 41 through 48. And they say this, then Jesus told him a story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other, but neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the first time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with a rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me so much love. But a person who is forgiven little shows only a little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. And I love that line from the devotional that's like, Lord, crush my heart with the weight of my sin. And I think it's one of those things where it's easy for us to be like, oh, well, like I didn't gossip this week or this year, or I didn't sleep around before I got married, or I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And so we kind of get this little self-righteous pump and a pep in our step that leads us to not um, remember the awe and wonder of what God purchased for us 
And I just wanted to humbly remind all of us, because we're all in the same boat together, and I've had seasons like that too, where I'm not remembering what he did for me, and I'm walking my Christian walk, and I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job at it, and I start to walk without him, and I stop thinking that I need him. And I just want to remind us that, no matter, like, I think it's Isaiah. Isaiah says, like, your greatest works are but filthy rags. And go look up what that means. You know, that's its own thing. And I just want to remind us that even if we lived our life to, to the best of our abilities, it would still not be enough. And Jesus needed to come down and die for us. And, and that recognition, that heart posture will change the way we walk. It'll change the way we think. It'll change the way we talk. It'll change the way we spend money. It'll change the, how we talk to our spouse or the type of spouse we look for. It'll change the way we work. It'll change everything. We'll go from an attitude of entitlement and bitterness and envy and jealousy and consumption to a heart of gratitude. That way when we think of Jesus, we can't help but just thank him for what he did for us. But I would guess I would just ask you, just like I'm asking my own heart right now, is is the way I'm acting, is it revealing my thankfulness that he accomplished something I could never accomplish on my own? Is my heart reflecting that? To think that my life on this earth, on this floating rock, is this big. It's, it's so small. It is so minuscule compared to what he purchased for me for eternity. Is the way I'm living here reflecting what he has done for me for my eternity? And I would say probably not. I would, I would probably be honest with you all to say probably not. I would say there's definitely windows of time where like right now I'm remembering it and I'm remembering how I was before I gave my life to Christ. And I, I now I'm like, wow, God, like thank you so much that you could look at me and all the things that I did. You could look at me and you could wash my feet. You could embrace me. You could cover me. And it's just powerful. And I encourage you to just envision your, yourself there with Jesus and to know that he's sitting there with you and he has your hands in his hands or he's embracing you and he knows what you're thinking. He knows what you've done. He knows it all. And he still came down to love and to die for you. And that will transform our hearts and it'll transform we the way we respond to people. It'll transform everything. And don't we want that as believers? Um, don't we want to be different? I'm not saying better than. What I'm saying is don't we want to be different? Don't we want to reflect the king? I do. And I know you do too. And so what a great chance for us to get into that posture as we begin this week and say, Lord, maybe I haven't been fully reflecting the way that you loved me to other people. And I apologize. And I'm not going to live in shame or guilt of that. I just want to live in gratitude for what you purchased for me, what you did for me, and how you love me. And so, Lord, I pray that you'll help me block out the distractions, the things that I'm um, obsessed with, the things that I'm uh, losing sleep over, the things I'm worried about, the things I'm anxious about. All those things, God, I pray that you'll help me not focus on those things more than I focus on you. And all those things will be solved whenever I put my focus on you, Lord. I'm going to pray this on Elm. Lord, 
Thank you for this sweet reminder of what you've done for us. We worship you, Lord. We are so thankful for your divine mercy that even though we were dead in our sins, you made us alive in you. And God, I just pray for all of our hearts to be transformed. I pray for all of our hearts to be uncovered from all the ways that we've buried them under a basket, God. I pray that you'll have our spirits just shining bright and lifted up no matter how hard times can be for some of us, God. I pray that you'll lift our spirits up and I pray that you'll lift our eyes up to the mountains for where does our help come from? Lord, I pray that you'll eliminate any of those distractions that are keeping us from you, God. I pray that you'll you'll give us divine wisdom to be able to put into place wonderful habits or rhythms or routines that'll help us remember your grace. Remember what you did for us, God. We love you, Lord, and we worship you in your son's heavenly name. Amen. Well, amen, y'all. Now is that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Don't forget that you are God's masterpiece, and don't forget that we love you. We'll talk to you later. Adios. Thank you.